I have this fantastic coach that I have to give a shout out to. I think her name is Kim Doyle, um, by the way. So uh, thank you, Kim, for all the help you are. She's like literally like the the Miss Idea Machine is what I call her. You know, it's like whenever I'm kind of like clogged in the head about something, I go, hey, Kim, how about this? And then boom, it's like 20, like 20 other ideas. And two hours later, we got like, you know, four or five different businesses running at the same time. So it's it's awesome. Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Yeah, we're going to dive really deep today. You guys are going to be stoked for this. And this is probably going to be another one of those interviews where you need a pen and paper or come back. And I'm thinking of of uh, adding transcripts, so stay tuned on that. Um, so I'm super excited. Today we have Brandon Lewin on the show. And Brandon is who I call my secret weapon. Brandon, thank you so much for being here today. No, thank you, Kim, because this is awesome. I'm so excited. Uh, I've been a big fan of the show and you for a while, and obviously we've been working together. So uh, just to be able to get on here is awesome and share some value. Uh, I feel like I'm going to be on the Ellen DeGeneres show of the business podcasting. So. <laughs> Best compliment ever. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, but really quick, before we jump into the interview, yeah. I want I, I think that how we connected and how mm-hmm. our relationship evolved is such a testament to the people side of the internet, right? I think it's really, you know, we connected. I, I I'm trying to think you, you reached out, interviewed me for uh, another podcast you had had, mm-hmm. and then we just connected, right? And just kind of kept staying in touch and like, boom, here we are working together now. Yeah. It, I mean, it really is amazing. Like personally, I, for a while before I started really diving into like connecting with people online, it's always been an offline thing for me and networking. I mean, people like that, but I turned to like Twitter and, and social media and, and that's where I found you. We, I think you like, you followed me or I followed you or something like that. And we connected on Twitter. We just started a conversation. It quickly evolved to an offline conversation that we had and then became a guest on the show and it was great. And then you were just so generous with everything and helping me out because I was getting a website up um, and you provided, you know, some insight on how to do stuff with Genesis. So it, it just quickly evolved and now we're getting to work together even more. And it just, it's amazing. I, I think it's really the power of one, the internet, but two, just reaching out to people. I mean, I, you, you experience that all the time where you just reach out, ask somebody to talk and next thing you know that you've got a conversation and then you got a relationship that builds from it. Yeah. And it amazes me. And and we're going to dive into Brandon and all the awesomeness and why I call my secret weapon. But it, it's such a testament. I can't tell you how many times I've told people, reach out, say, hey, send me a question. Or, you know, like I gave away one time, like a free session or like, hey, let's have it. How many people just don't take me up on it? I'm like, I- I'm here. I love, love talking to people, obviously. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, also like to the point too, I think what people um, have a misconception of is that they, they think of like personally Twitter is this amazing social media platform because of the interaction that you can have with people. It's not just being able to like tweet something out and have people click on the link and, and then go read it or find out about your company. It's really more about having an, a, a no barrier entry to, to 
have a conversation really with anybody um, because you have celebrities that are on there. You have people who are running podcasts. You have media people. Everybody is still on Twitter. And although there's changes, people don't utilize that that power that there is and just asking someone, you know, sparking up a conversation using that. And, um, you know, sometimes and, and we'll get more into like reach out and stuff like that when we dive into it. But I think Twitter is a fantastic tool that people just sleep on all the time. They just think that we'll just tweet, tweet, tweet. I actually don't do that really that much anymore. I put out like certain posts and stuff like that, but more so I use it as a listening tool and also an engagement tool. Well, I, I've done that. It's funny because it was like initially with social media for me, it was kind of the same thing, like, oh, sharing stuff. And I felt it was, this was years ago, but I felt like, oh, kind of braggy. And I was like, just share value and talk to people. And there are so many people that I have not met in real life, but would, you know, would be thrilled to or connect with. And it's like, as soon as I see them doing something, I want to share it and provide value and have those conversations. Um, anyways, we're totally going sideways. So I do, <laughs> I do want to get into this. Um, so l- let's start with, I always do this little deep dive into what you were doing before you started your business. So can you share with the listeners how you got here? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, prior, uh, I ran a couple of my own businesses. Um, when I was younger, uh, I started my first business actually in college and it was an online ticket brokerage and it was back in like, uh, 2003 or something like that. Um, and so 2004 and I, I uh, got a, you know, a first taste in internet and, uh, creating like a very similar, like StubHub kind of website. And it, it crashed and burned within eight months, but, um, it was a great learning experience. And then I went into sales and learned a bunch of stuff. But fast forward, I started a couple of companies. Um, then I, I met my wife and we were about to have a baby. And so I was like, Oh, I'll step back, you know, not work as much and uh, just kind of collect a paycheck and help people grow their business by working for other agencies. And, um, I did that for three years and that was, that was awful. Uh, I was, a, <laughs> I was, a was bad, awful. I was a bad employee. Not the fact that I didn't do good work. It was just that like, once you're, once you work for yourself, it's hard to work for someone else after that. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, that's where it, it took a while. Um, I jumped from place to place, but the, the great thing is I call it like a learning, like a, a crash course in marketing for three years. And I learned so much because the people that I were, I was around were much more seasoned and also had different areas that I had no idea about. So it was a great, great learning experience. But um, it just, uh, I, I got to the point where I was fed up and um, I actually got laid off from the last job. And I was like, all right, this is perfect timing. I was already kind of on my way out. And I was like, all right, I want to go back on to do this. And that was just kind of like the kick in the ass. Uh, excuse me. Maybe you got to bleep me out. Uh, on that. Nah, but, that's all right. <laughs> uh, uh, but it was a kick in that, kick in the old ass to, to get me going. And um and that was that was it. So a year and a half now into it, I'm running my my own business and I'm as happy as I possibly can be. Uh, I got a little bit more gray hair. It's just maybe from the business could be from the kids. I don't know. But uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. That was an awesome um, synopsis of your life there. Do you uh, you also made the move to from what you, you pretty much picked your family up and moved from Chicago to Austin? Correct. So, I mean, and that's, and you've got now three little ones. Yes. <laughs> and when we see a little, how old are they? Five, what? So Madison's going to be five in a couple of weeks. And then uh, Noah is 22 months now. And uh, Matt, uh, Harper, Harper Lee is, and that's not because of the author, by the way, just so everyone that knows, because um, uh, everyone says that. But uh, she is six weeks old. 
So and she is they're super cute. Just have to shout out. Yes. Okay. So yeah, that was a big move. And I mean, being in Austin, there's a ton of opportunity. You've done a lot of networking and connecting there in the community, right? Yeah. Well, so the thing was, is like, for me, what kind of came to the point was I lived my entire life, 32 years in Chicago. And um, I've tried to get out a couple of times just to kind of experience different places. And I love going to different places. Um, and what I came to the realization was that I uh, about five months into working for myself, um, my family and I took a what we normally take as a yearly vacation with the entire family. Um, with her side of the family, we go down to uh, Roatan, Honduras, which is we have some family friends that own a business and houses down there. So we get a, a nice discount and we spend a lot of time down there and we spent a week and that was during January and I was working the whole time. Um, the internet connection was a little bit slow, but I was working the whole time. I was like, man, I could do this for really anywhere. Like this doesn't matter. So that's when I started playing around with the idea of like moving somewhere else and uh, just happened to be that Austin was the best place. Um, and the biggest thing personally for me, what it was is that stepping out of my comfort zone, like I was already, you know, going back on into my own business, but I wanted to take myself out of a comfort zone being Chicago, um, to really grow both as a person and professionally. And, um, I always had a dream. I wrote some goals before I even left or got laid off from the other job about what I wanted to do with my career. And one of the big ones was to turn in, uh, create a business that was passive, have a passive income, at least part of it. Um, and then be able to sustain that and, and grow um, in other ways. And so um, that was a big goal. And it was funny because I in back in Chicago, I got sucked into doing service. I was just trading time for dollars. And it wasn't really what I wanted to do. Although I was helping people and it was helpful, it just wasn't really where I wanted to go. So little did I know when we moved down here, um, I started, I, I actually had to stop a few clients because they weren't comfortable with me being uh, long distance, which kind of shows that they're, they were a little bit old school. And then other ones I just didn't want to work with anymore. So it gave me a good, good reason to kind of cut them loose. Um, so I, I trimmed some of the fat coming down here, but then that little did I know that this, this Austin is like the Mecca of internet marketing. Like there are so many people down here who are big wigs and, and big names. In, in the industry. And so it's been fantastic. They have this party here where actually people travel from all over to come to. It's called the Internet Marketing Party by this guy, David Gonzalez. Awesome dude, super connector. Um, and I started going to it in December. And man, it's like I started seeing people that I normally listen to, like Pat Flynn was there and like all these cool people. And I was like, man, I'm like, and, and it's funny because it's like, I know you believe in this stuff. It's like everything happens for a reason, right? Do you totally. like put it on the universe? And next thing you know, I'm like in Austin, I did not even think that these people were down here. Um, you know, you have like, uh, uh, Ryan Dice from Digital Marketers in Austin. You have, uh, Ryan Levesque. Uh, from the at the ask book, he's down here in a suburb down the street from me. So Jamie, just, Jamie Tardy's in Austin too. Yeah, yeah Jamie yeah. Tardy. Yeah, funny story. I was like, I was, tr- I knew she was down here before I moved down here, so I shot her email to see if we could like connect. And um, I was, uh, I shot her an email, and and I was going to a coffee shop that's right by my daughter's school, and she actually parked right in front of my car. And she was right there. And I was like, oh, shit, that's Jamie. <laughs> so, like, we had, you know, we had a little bit of a conversation and didn't really get to do too much because she was on the phone and I was on the phone. But it's just, like, funny that like, you just you bump into people down here. It's uh, it's like the Hollywood of or the New York, you might say, of Internet marketing. It's funny. Yeah, it, t- it seems like there's like there's certain parts of the country, right? I think Austin, San Diego is a little bit like that. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it, it's 
San Francisco now has a lot of tech companies, um, but as far as our space, yeah, total sidetrack there. But, yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, no, no, no. It's <laughs> I love the, I love stories. All right, so share with the listeners what your current business is and what you're doing. Yeah, so um, right now, what I am still doing is I'm still consulting with uh, businesses, predominantly online businesses, to help them with um, understanding their analytics, the dive, uh, diving into their marketing and understanding the value, what's working, what's not. How do we analyze? How do we analyze this? But more so, how do we optimize it? Um, creating data into insights, and insights are actionable. So there's so much data that is available to people that they don't understand, and it's not like you have to pay for it. You have it with Google Analytics, but how do you take that? And then turn it into something that you can create that ultimately can save you time, save you money. And then that really at the end ups your return on investment. So you're going to make more money by doing that. Um, so that's a big part of it. I also am spending a lot of time with people on their search engine optimization because um, people just still don't understand it. Or because of all these changes, they're just they're like, you know, this. what I explain it is like social media came up. It's this big, sexy thing. Everybody wants to do social media. Get me tweeting. Get me doing Facebook. Let's do some Facebook ads. But then they forget that people still use the internet, use the search engines to buy things. And that's actually 93% of people, when they're ready to buy something, whether it's a product or service, start with search. And so this whole search engine optimization has changed, it's evolved. It's it's different than what it was uh, two, three, four years ago, where it's like, put a bunch of keywords in there, hey, maybe have some links, and then you get up. Um, in the rankings, but that's not the case anymore. Like you have to work it. Um, but also there's, there's some, you know, some science behind it, but it's not just optimizing for, uh, search engines anymore. It's optimizing for the internet. So it's making sure that you're everywhere that your potential customers can be. Because if you think about when you actually buy something, what's the first thing that you do? Like I go on there, I search the internet. Then actually I, I might find something. Um, a lot of times the first thing that pops up, depending on what you're looking for, could be a Yelp review, right? And go on the Yelp and you look there. Um, then maybe you go check out their Facebook page or then you go check out their website and then you do a little bit more things. You want to see reviews. So there's, there's a lot, you have to be a lot of different places and you have to make sure you're everywhere. Um, but it does really come back to the, the search engine. Okay, that was a really uh, good <laughs> full answer. Yes, um, I, no, well, no, yeah. I love it. So, but but let me explain to everybody sort of where um, uh, where we connected in terms of me saying, "All right, Brandon, I want your help." Yeah, because this is probably going to apply to a lot of my audience. So, I, you know, my my site's been online. I want to say WordPress like all, going on eight years now, and I've been creating content. Definitely gotten better over the last few years, but you know, and I knew how to use Yoast, WordPress SEO, maybe for the post, but at the same time, it, it really hit me when I started looking at a content strategy and saying, okay, what is my over, like, I finally, <laughs> I joke that it took me this long to come up with a content strategy, but it's just, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And I, yeah. I, more than anything, I want people to hear this. And so like, I stepped back and said, all right, really, what is the ultimate goal of the site? What do I want? Who do I want to engage with? What, where do I want to funnel them? And again, this, because it's a business, I'm, I'm here to make money. Part of that journey is relationships and providing value. So I'm not negating that piece, but it was like, I had to step back and we did a handful of things, right? Mm -hmm. So from, from that perspective, um, before we get into, cause I've got questions on mistakes people make, um, you know, 
how do you approach that? So if someone comes to you and says, okay, Brandon, so I have an online business um, and I'm just not really getting results. I, 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 I know what I'm offering or I know what I have for sale, whether it's a service or a product. Okay. So mm-hmm. because across the board, there's some fundamentals, right? Absolutely. All right. So how do you, what does that process look like when you start working with somebody? So typically when they, they come to me and they say, Hey, this is the problem. I, I really dive in. It's, it's playing that whole doctor role. Like, tell me more, you know, mm-hmm. like what else is going on? What have you done? What have you tried? What's not working? Where are you frustrated? All those questions. And so we do a really deep dive into it. But the biggest thing is then, then I allow them to grant me access to their analytics. Like, especially if you have analytics that shows so much, it's like looking, it's like a mechanic who looks under uh, the, the, the hood and you can get to look and dive into it and say, all right, this is really the problem. That's, that's the, you know, the underlining issue here. So, um, it's taking that and looking in the analytics, um, dissecting what they're looking, what they're looking to accomplish too. It, it, you know, it's going back to what's the goal. Um, and then seeing where the is- the issues are. And it's not just looking at the Google analytics because now so much else, so many other tools that people use like, uh, landing pages, like lead pages or thrive, um, or other sources like ClickFunnels, those places have their own data. And then it's also looking what kind of marketing automation system they're using and or email system. And then taking all that data and really dissecting, but driving it back to what's the, the problem and what's the goal. Um, and then it's just looking at it from there. So, um, you know, perfect example is I had a, a, a guy, a customer, a, a client and a friend who he has an online business and he's been running it for 15 months. And he basically, it's not even, he just created a, created a blog that he's just looking to collect email lists and he's looking to grow it to then he'll be able to monetize it, but he's not looking to monetize it right now. Um, and he's looking at the issues and he's like, I'm not sure if it's a conversion issue or if it's a traffic issue. And so I looked at it and just doing, you know, initial analysis, it came out to be both, you know, like he wasn't getting a lot of traffic, but he also wasn't converting a lot. He was converting like one or two uh, people visitors um, per month. And so there was there was a problem there. And so he had some landing pages set up, but they weren't very good. Um, and then there was some obviously some room for improvement. So it's like, all right, how do we test that? Um, I had another person. Who, OK, wait, wait, before you go on, yeah, before you yeah. go on. OK, so with this person, can you give us just the market or the niche? Yeah. So it's really a small business. Uh, he, he provides like almost like small business coaching. He's been doing it for 20 some years and now he just turned to the internet to be able to share his experiences. And, and it's really covering a lot of things from, you know, productivity to management to leadership. Um, he, he brings in some people to talk about specific areas that he doesn't necessarily have expertise in like marketing. Um, but he also focuses on sales as well. And so, um, that's, that's his niche. And, um, he just hasn't really been able to kind of crack the code per se to getting more people there. And then also, you know, the big thing too, for him, he has all this content on there. None of it's optimized, none of it. And, and this is where I mean, like going back to like, you know, when we started working together, it was like, here, listen, let's plug some things. Let's do some like low hanging fruits and get this stuff rolling because you just make some simple tweaks. And if you have some traffic coming, oh, um, if you have some traffic coming, then you can definitely um, you can definitely get some people to you can pick that up fairly quickly. So there's some low hanging fruit that people can change in in all these efforts to get to solve the problems. Okay. So with his problems was he was, so he's, he created a blog for his business. Mm-hmm. And so he was, I, I'm just trying to dive a little bit deeper. So yeah, people yeah. listening can say, God, that kind of sounds like me. So was he creating 
content weekly? Like what was he doing that wasn't getting results? (laughs) Yeah, he was creating content every two weeks. So he was creating a new post and then he had uh, an email list that he was sending out information. Some of it was still on the on the blog, but some of it was, you know, uh, special and just, you know, exclusive to the email list. So he just wasn't um, getting enough traffic. And, you know, being that you, he started 15 months ago, there's a there's a big difference between starting 15 months ago and starting like seven years ago, because if you've been up and running for a while um, back, especially back then, like you, you have some seniority, like you've got your, your website's got authority. Um, your page has got authority. You probably built some, some links. So there, there's a big difference. Even if it was like two, three, four years ago, um, 15 months is still fairly new in the world of, uh, websites and, and, and search. So he just wasn't, he didn't have any keywords plugged in there. Um, you know, there's certain things that, and we'll talk about that in the mistakes, but there's certain things that people really need to do, especially if you want to get seen um, in the the search rankings. Okay, so which, which is huge, and I and I'm even thinking because do, domain age plays into it also, correct? Correct. Absolutely. Okay, so how long you've had the domain registered? And, um, but but so from that perspective, um, you know, it it totally made me think about as you were saying that because so like as an example, when I started the story, just kind of fell in love with WordPress and would create content as it grabbed me or share a tutorial. And then it was like, all of a sudden I found this little niche and it was through looking at analytics where I saw that I was getting all this traffic for people looking at studio press videos, right. That I was doing. So then I was like, Oh, okay. Well that, that really wasn't where I wanted to go. <laughs> not, not knowing at the time, but I was creating content. I had a course around that. So that was moving. And like, that was kind of like my keyword focus. So a lot of people were finding me from that. And then it was when we really started working together. And so as an example for people listening, you know, it was like real, really more of what I focus on is using WordPress to grow a business, to scale an online business and how I can help you do that. And so I mean, we went, you went deep in terms of like looking at my keywords and, and it's funny because I actually have a call later this afternoon, uh, with a good friend of mine. I was telling Christine who helps people write content for their sites. Cause mm-hmm. in looking at my analytics, I was like, wow, my about page, my coaching page and a couple other things besides the standard, like the podcast and stuff are getting a ton of click throughs and they're doing nothing <laughs> for me. Exactly. Right. And, and, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, well, and, and that's that's just the the problem. It's like you have to think about what you want to focus in on and um, what your your you want to be recognized, what your brand really wants to be. Um, and if it's not doing something along those lines, then you might be attracting the wrong wrong audience. And so ultimately, what's going to happen is that you're going to get people who are um, you know not qualified for the type of business you want to do, and that's going to really hurt you because you're going to either work with people that you don't like um, or, or or can't really serve. Um, and then just have to basically be, be to build a business on something that you don't want to do. So yet, yeah, you know, being clear on what you want to do and then going ahead and doing that research, um, doing the work is, is really key and especially in getting, um, seen on the internet. Yeah. And so with that, let's talk a little bit about mistakes and we don't need to point out my mistakes <laughs> to, to the listening audience. Um, no, nah, I really don't care, but. I mean, you spend a lot of time and actually I want, if we could, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if this is going to be a two part answer. So bear with me on this, but because you work with both online entrepreneurs like me, I Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, I guess you, I don't really have an offline business per se, but then you also work with 
brick and mortar businesses, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Is there a common mistake that you see people making when it comes to SEO or their SEO strategy besides not having one? Um, <laughs> that is, you know, is there a common mistake, whether it's with both or are they separate? You know, what are well, people doing wrong? Local, so brick and mortar shops are a little bit different just because you have to focus on location too. Like unless you're going, you know, national or international. Um, but if you, a lot of times the brick and mortars, they want to attract local people. So you have to do local optimization, which means, you know, really doing, being a lot of different places, but focusing those keywords on the local area, adding just a simple location where you are into some of these keywords um, and then putting yourself in directories and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know if there's, I think the biggest mistake is that they just don't include the location and they, they don't have enough of their local area and they're not focusing local um, to really help their case. So um, I think that's, that's one big mistake that they make, um, you know, from, from a online business perspective, it's really just the planning. I mean, it, it, I know you said like, uh, don't say lack of not having it. It's <laughs> really what it comes down to. It's amazing. Like there's plenty of people out there. This SEO is not brain surgery. It's not rocket science. Um, it, you know, really anyone can figure it out, but it does take a little bit of time to focus in on it. And I think the biggest thing too is, is the work, um, you know, especially nowadays because of the changes with Google Panda and Penguin and and Hummingbird and all these algorithms that Google has implemented that basically brought us back to the 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 I would say the beginning days of search where it's really based on the content that drives a lot of things and it's also now user experience like mobile is a big part of it too um, making sure your content is mobile friendly your website is mobile friendly um, it's amazing that a lot of these sites still aren't like that um, they don't look at their sites from a mobile perspective and that's that's a big one too and then the thing is before you go on really quick yeah. I have to share a perfect example of that with a local business so this is like one of the very few that I do <laughs> that I've worked with locally so it's a, a spa that I go to and um, I've been I was bugging the owner for years I, I know him really well and was like all right Tony you really need a new site. And finally he comes to me and he's like, all right, Kim, let's do this because what was happening was, um, first of all, this will probably make you cringe. The, the site was so old that the text had this like squirrely font, but because that wasn't a Google, this was pre Google fonts, right? So mm-hmm. all their pages were actually images. So there was oh. no text yeah. <laughs> being in text. So that's like, like, you know what I mean? Like we went, I was like, all right, let's copy and paste the text. I'm like, Oh my God, this is a picture. We have to rewrite all of this content. <laughs> okay. So that's bad. But then he yeah. said, he said what was happening was that because they're at a really nice spa. And so a lot of people were saying, you know, that family and friends would want to buy them gift certificates, right? As a gift, but they were mm-hmm. out of, they were out of the area. They were out of state, whatever. So we made the site totally mobile responsive. I put that gift certificate button on every page, everywhere possible. So it was never an issue. The first month the new site went live, mm-hmm. 76% increase in gift certificate sales. Amazing. See, just the small little tweaks. Yep. And, and I think the biggest thing out of all that is focusing on, you know, finding out what the, what you got, what you want to focus in on, you right. know, finding a goal. And then that, that was gift certificates. You know, there was a, there was a need for it and they obviously weren't offering it. So yeah, that, I mean, that's really comes back to everything. And as far as marketing goes, um, so yeah, that's, that's a great story though. 
Well, I, I just I think people miss it. So, like, let, let's talk about the the strategy piece, right? And and mm-hmm. we, you and I, um, <laughs> we could be here all day, but you know, yeah. we everybody listening knows that I have this massive obsession with content and content marketing now, and keep playing, like not playing, but I'm I'm testing things in terms of whether it's a content upgrade in a post, or mm-hmm. um, I I can't seem to write anything less than a thousand words now, which is super fun. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just it, it's fun, and the thing is. I was also, here we go with the Kim circle speak, but I remember listening to an interview with Syed Balki of uh, WP Beginner, and he's got Optin Monster. And he was saying, you know, the search engines will, and, and again, I don't know how this works, but it's it's not just writing like epic posts in terms of length, right? Some epic proportional post, um, but it's it's writing for your visitor providing value and that somehow the algorithms now can pick up. It's like you can tell if something has been like churned out by like a robot or mm-hmm. if a person is actually writing it so that that comes into effect too. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you know, context and, and it's uh, you know, what it also is, is that what they look for is that if you're focusing on one subject, one piece of content, like you're not jumping around on all these different things. If you're focusing on one piece throughout this whole like epic long post, that's actually what's going to be picked up. You could even put in a keyword that's opposite to, opposite to that, but the fact that the algorithm finds that you're really focusing on this topic, um, they're going to actually pull you up in the rankings for that. So it, it is, it's, it's, it's becoming, um, humanized is what search is becoming. It's becoming to the point where it's giving people exactly what they want. And that's, that also goes into like the long tail keywords. Like a lot of times, I think it's like somewhere where, um, I think it's 70%. I don't have the stat right in front of me, but it's like 70% of keywords that now people are pulling up or searches are four words or longer. Um, and it just shows because people are actually typing in, how do I do this? How oh, I do that I all the time. This? Yeah. And, and because they're taking questions. And so that's actually why, like, you see a lot of now these posts are, are answering these questions. I always tell people because I think content, content and SEO are, are something that's mixed together. It's like sales and marketing. You can't have one without the other, right? And so same thing with content. It's content and SEO. You need both to be successful. And so, um, you know, what it comes down to is that, uh, if you, you're creating this, this epic stuff, you need to have that stuff optimized there. Um, I totally lost track where I was going. Well, no, that's that. right. But, well, I think that in, in terms of that, you know, talking, you were talking about it being humanized and it's contextual, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. uh, so I don't know if that helped, but. Yeah, no, and, and it does, but I'm also just everyone else. I'm like ADHD diagnosed. So like sometimes my brain just goes <laughs> in like five million different directions. So I forget what I'm talking about. Um, but, uh, they're used I to take, listening to me. So we're, we're totally good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I take no medicine for it too. So, um, but yeah, you know, like the funny thing is too, is that with, with, uh, content is a lot of people ever, you know, this thing, the, the algorithms changed and, uh, everyone was preaching content, content, content. And they still do, obviously. Um, but, and there's more people blogging. That's the amazing thing. There's more people blogging, but they actually what they're doing is they're, they're writing less. So they're blogging more, but writing less. So like you're seeing an uptick in blog posts that are a th- less than a thousand words. Um, and actually what happens is that Google, the algorithm, again, going from the, the context standpoint, um, is really, is reward, rewarding these people who are, um, who are spending time. 
and they're they're making these epic posts. When you're doing things like when you have a post that's like three thousand plus words, um, Google really recognizes that, and and they're re- rewarding people for that, and so it's getting pulled up in the ranking. So, um, you know, there's some tips, and and I have like this whole sh- sheet of how to like create blog posts and like SEO stuff. So I'll share with everybody. We can like maybe link it up or something like that in, in the show notes. Yeah. Um, that everyone can have these, but it, there's simple things that you can do nowadays that if you put and this is why I say put in the work. Um, you know, a, a one hack that I think is really helpful from an SEO perspective and also from like a content perspective is that you don't have to really think about what you should write for your audience anymore. Like you, the audience is out there to tell you what they want to know. Um, and, and those, those places where those people, your audience is spending time are like, you know, Facebook groups, you have Quora, you have Reddit, you have, um, you can even look in LinkedIn groups. I don't really like LinkedIn groups anymore, but they're there. Um, and then just going to Google. I mean, like just Googling something that you like a topic. Yeah. Google alerts, buzz sumo. I'm like, where can't you go to find amazing? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And the biggest thing is that once you find what people are talking about, go into BuzzSumo and BuzzSumo has a free feature, but like to really get the nitty gritty of everything you do have to pay for a little bit. But, you know, you go into BuzzSumo and you see these these posts that are being shared and then you can actually see the people that are sharing them. And then you can also see where they're they're being linked to. So then the biggest thing, if, if you really want to pull something, is that you take these posts so let me hold on. I'm going, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So if you really want to find good content that you want to be pulled up in the rankings, go to Google, search for something, a topic and look at the top five that pulled up, pull up in, in, in the search ranking and see what it is. And you, what you can typically do is take those. And a lot of those that are sitting up at the top are, are outdated, possibly not really in depth um, with content. And you could take those and make them better. Um, and when you do that, then they actually you'll be able to take that and then go out and find these people to link to. And that is actually a big part of it as far as promoting your content, because promoting your content is really what drives it up. But links are still very, very uh, potent when it comes to getting more uh, get, getting up in the search rankings. Actually, most of the first page posts are have like 11 links going to them or more. And so if you're not doing link building when you're doing all this, it, it's really you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. So okay. there's, there's can I share science. one little strategy? I totally yeah. interrupted you and I'm sorry. Oh, that's cool. Go ahead. Um, but it's it's as you were saying that because I, I know for myself that as I really started focusing on content, like what do I want to accomplish with this? And, you know, especially when a lot of stuff that I would do might be a video video tutorial, which I I need to get back into that because I love doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, as you're saying this, like the, to me, some of the easiest things, because I think a lot of people might hear this and think, oh my gosh, you know, like 3000 words, (laughs) which I'll tell you for me, it, like I said, I don't, I can't really write a post under a thousand now. <clears throat> Most mm-hmm. tend to be closer to 2000 words because I've been practicing this for starters. So with the links, one thing, <clears throat> excuse me, that has been <laughs> accidentally happening for me, but it happens as you start tying all these pieces together. So as an example, clearly I'm a nut when it comes to tools and apps and plugins and, and I like to talk about it and I like to share what I'm doing and what I'm, what I'm using. And so as you start doing that and if you, so let's take as an example, co-schedule. Okay. Mm-hmm. So co-schedule, I am a crazy fan about it. I've included it in a few posts and I'm working on 
it'll probably be like 3000 words, a massive tutorial, how to use it, why I love it, everything, right? So, Mm -hmm. so there's the epic content. Now, what starts happening on the fringe, (laughs) for lack of a better explanation, is those companies, you start sharing your content, making sure you're tagging all these companies and stuff, right? And all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, one, like, I'm getting swag and a t-shirt sent to me from CoSchedule, so I can't wait for that. I love that. I'm such a geek about that stuff. But... I'm hoping, like, I want to give them a testimonial, right? Do you know, like, Beaver Builder, I've got mm-hmm. my name and a testimonial on their site, link back. I've got Scriply, the, the software we both love and use. Um, mm-hmm. He asked for testimonial. He gave me a link back. So as you start simply sharing and providing value to your audience, you want to share beyond beyond your audience, but let the people know, like, hey, thanks for creating such an awesome tool. Mm-hmm. I love it because they're going to want to give you some love back. So it's, and I think because people hear link building and it feels, um, scary in terms of, oh, I have to reach out to people. It's like you do, but you can do it in a way that is genuinely saying thanks. You, 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 you knock this out of the park with this. I am yeah. a complete nut about what you do. And, and all of a sudden, so they're, I'm just letting people know in terms of link building and, and creating content that on top of like what you're saying, like, look at what you're doing that is working, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's no, it's okay. You know, it's, if you give people praise and you're genuine about it, like they're gonna, they're gonna take it and they're gonna run with it. And it's like, you know, that that's like low hanging fruit. Like it's easy just to be able to take, you know, um, there was a, there was another podcast. So Brian Harris from video fruit, genius guy. I've got to get him on the show too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. He, he's got a great podcast interview on the smart passive income where he talks about these tips and how to do this stuff. And it's more so from a a growing email perspective, but it also does tie into SEO. And it's just like reaching out to people to let them know, like if you're using podcasts or uh, listening or reading blogs, you know, reach out to these people and just let them know. And people want social proof. They need social proof on the website. So if you give them a testimonial, um, they're just going to slap it up there. And, and that's great for you. Like you said, it's it's easy link building and it's not a daunting task. And, you know, just to go back, though, you said like people might get scared when they hear 3000 words. There's a process to it. And I think when anything has a process to it that you can just you simplify things, it's not really that bad. And I'm going to give some tough love here. Tough love. The fact of the matter is, is like if you want to be ranked in certain places and you want to have something on the first page of a, like a prominent keyword, um, just do the work. You have to do the work. There's no you can't be lazy anymore. And, and I'm sorry to say, but like and that's the fact. And And the thing is, like. Also, what you're doing is you're separating yourself. When you go longer, you don't have to do more. You don't have to do 3,000 words every week. You do 3,000 words maybe once a month or go and get in a little bit ambitious and go twice a month. And But the longer you go, the better it is for you and the more results you'll see. And also, there's less competition in those long-form blog posts right now. Actually, like I think it's like seven, 6% of people who are blogging right now actually blog 3000 words or more. So just think wow. about it. Yeah. Well, and clearly I'm chatty. I can get wordy and I'm getting much better at, I catch. And here's the beauty of this. Again, as you start doing it more, you will get better at it. And where I joke on the podcast, I need to stop using the word so or just, I catch myself when I write that way because I totally write the way I speak. And you, you don't, while I want my voice to come through, I also don't want to sound like a numpty that only knows 10 words, you know, so you look at it that way. And, and truly what I just, it, 
it's easy once you just like anything else, right? You got to learn, you got to practice, you have to do this. God, that's an amazing statistic that only 6% of people are doing that. The other thing that I'm hearing as you're doing this, what people need to think about, like as you were pointing out, when you said, you know, go search Google and see what it's like, why we're sitting here, I was writing down the post title for the co-schedule thing, right? So I'm going to go look Mm -hmm. at outside of co-schedule themselves, who else has written tutorials. So I'm going to go check that out. Now, the same thing is that what happens with what people need to remember is it reminds me a little bit um, of podcasting and that not everybody's going to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I've often joked that a lot of my success is because I just, I just kept going. I, I simply kept going whether or not I had a strategy. I, I continued to move forward. So as you guys are hearing this and listening to everything Brandon's telling you, you just stick with it and keep mm-hmm. cre- every post, every piece of content you create, every time you tweak something a little bit better, which just made me think of another question for you, then you're going to get further along, right? What, yeah. what I just thought of as I was rambling there was what are your thoughts on older content and going back to tweak that from an SEO perspective? It, it's, it's great. I mean, that's where you can see some huge spikes in traffic. If you just go back and you have content already created, just do some research and see what you can plug in there. And what the beauty of it is, is that it's already indexed. And so, um, you know, by just making some simple optimization uh, pieces, you know, adding uh, keywords into the title and the front of the title, putting it some certain number of times throughout the post, uh, putting in the meta description, using t- tools like if you're on WordPress with Yoast, um, doing these simple things that you can see like a tremendous amount of spike. You see like upwards and like thousand percent increase to the traffic to that post if you just go ahead and spend a little bit of time optimizing it. And even if that means um, you know, because there's certain areas that you need to put the keyword to really, you know, help it. Cause it's not, you know, I did say that Google won't really, just because you have a keyword in there, it doesn't mean that they're going to put, pick that up as the keyword, but it's still helpful and you still need to do it. Um, but you know, like the URL too is a big place to put the keyword. Um, so if, it, if, if you have something that's already created that doesn't have that, you can simply just put a redirect, a 301 redirect to your, um, from the old URL to the new one. And that'll still maintain the, the authority there and the traffic. And so, um, yeah, so yeah, definitely re or optimizing old content is a big, uh, is a, a low hanging fruit uh, item that you can, you know, see some major increases in traffic. All right. So this is something that you and I are both passionate about. And when it mm-hmm. comes to the magic of content and SEO, right? I mm-hmm. <clears throat> have shared often in the last, I don't know, a couple of years of the podcast that I wish I'd learned about paid traffic years ago. Yeah. However, I think paid traffic is paid traffic and a uh, and a content SEO strategy together is like the winning combination, right? But yet we both know people are like, well, how how is content and SEO going to ma- how's this going to make me money? Can you yeah. answer that question? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So, first of all, it's the same thing, all right. If you think about it, um, paid traffic is the same thing as SEO and content. It's just and because a lot of times you use content in your paid advertisements, right? Like you drive people to. You know, a lot of times when people, there's some um, strategies out there that you take a, a, a epic post, you push it through or like a white paper, you're giving value, but you're paying for that, the eyeballs. And so what the SEO does is that that's an organic eyeball. And actually, it's funny because when you when the statistic on and, and search, when you look at it, 70 percent of people go over the advertisements and click on organic. 
So um, not to say like on Facebook, you know, Facebook is a big driver for paid traffic right now. But, you know, the thing is that um, the at SEO is is this is basically the same thing. You just don't have to pay for it. I, how I describe SEO, it's like an annuity. You set it up, you get it built up a little bit. You you kind of just let it. You maintain it a little bit, but then it it just builds up over time and it continues to give you more traffic. And the beautiful beautiful thing is, once something's optimized on content, it's going to be there forever. And it's always going to be organic traffic for you. And so you'll never have to worry about it. You don't have to pump a bunch of money into it, which where, you know, pay traffic's great. Don't get me wrong. I love pay traffic. I do pay traffic. I suggest people to do pay traffic. But it's something like when you want immediate results. If you're looking long term, you that's where you put in SEO. It's like how long can you maintain paying $30,000 or going after the same audience? It's like, you know, keep that use the the balance of the two and then eventually what you can actually get to the point where you don't have to pay for it anymore um and and really what it comes down to is that if you take advantage of the content you're using and make sure it's it's not only optimized but it has call to actions built into it i mean like that's what you got to do you have to have you know content upgrades you have to have pop-ups you have to have side widgets or slide-ins you know ribbons whatever the case it is or or just simply like end of content um call to actions you know, as long as you're taking those those um, measures, then you'll you're golden. You're going to be awesome, and and so I really think that it's it does start. It, it's good to have both, but then eventually you want to get to the point where you don't have to pay for it anymore. And organic is the major driver in traffic for you. I, I really need to get sound effects because I wanted to do like a crowd cheering there. <laughs> Hallelujah! Right. Well, and it, it's kind of like w- without. So there's two things with when it comes to a business, right? Like I am a huge fan of Shark Tank. Sure. Right. And so they're always asking about the valuation of a company. And so when you look at, to me, there's a couple things that come into play with and with an online business, right? So one would be an email list and, and not just a random list. You need to have numbers. You need to have your click through rate. You need to have your open rate. You need to know how engaged that list is because a list of a thousand engaged buyers is way mm-hmm. better than a list of 10,000 potential subscriber. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yep. so that's huge. So there's that. But then, you know, like as an example, I mean, I could probably sell the WordPress chick for a pretty penny if I wanted yep. to, right? Simply because of there's content, there's an audience, people can look at that and and somebody who would really know what to do with it <laughs> beyond what I know. But mm-hmm. it's, it's an asset, right? Because of what's sitting there and, and somebody who understands content and SEO and all that would say, Hey, you could be doing this, 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 and this. What's converting? What's not converting? So again, if you're, if you're in this for to really build something and, and create a, I don't want to say a legacy, but this is a business, right? So mm-hmm. you have to do all of these things, which I know can sound a little bit overwhelming. So for those listening, you know, what can you give one strategy that people could start implementing today? That will set them on the right path. Yeah, so uh, it's hard to pick just one. Well, or um, give a few. I mean, if people are listening, yeah. and let's look at this from. I'm assuming most of my audience is listening that they've got an online site or a business, um, whether it's brick and mortar and or online, but they're not like I'm brand new to the internet. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the first first thing is like you know, you really have to go back to what are people looking for? You know, don't you have, first of all, you have to be creating content. And then second of all, you need to find out what other people are doing. And then once you do that, um, just basically it's reverse engineering. And again, it sounds a little bit daunting. I have a, a 
checklist essentially that you could follow this process to do that. So you don't have to worry about that at all. I want to simplify things for people. Um, but I think the other thing here is, is link building is really doing things like we talked about, um, going out there and just giving testimonials, talking to people, um, you know, letting them know about uh, their services and seeing if you can get a testimonial. Another great way um, is also uh, building up some authority with it is if you do donations, like if you make donations to certain charities, um, you can always ask them to put your name on the website and, and links possibly to your business. Having a .edu or .org um, domain is huge in domain. Or in, in uh, um, domain authority and page authority. So if you can get those, I, I know I shared this with you before, but there's also another like cool technique, and and this might not be for everybody, but um, you can actually create a scholarship, and and if you create a scholarship, and it doesn't have to be a lot of money, like you simply just create something that's like bi yearly, you give away thousand dollars each time. So that's two thousand dollars total to somebody who's in need um, of college tuition. And you have them to have to go through this whole process. And, you know, that's not necessarily the easiest thing to do, but it's also huge because a law firm did that. And, you know, talk about not, you know, something that's not the sexiest, you know, um, thing in the world. And, and it's hard to build up authority with lawyers because everyone's paying for it in such a saturated market, but they did this and they offered it and, and they followed through with it, but they got 90.edu links because they simply just built the page, sent it out to these universities that have listings and scholarships, and they got all these links and they shot their traffic shot through the roof. Um, and not so much for people looking for scholarships, but it was people actually looking for them because they had all this domain authority now with all these links coming from uh, .edu uh, websites. So that's this- that's a win-win, right? It's like here yeah. you're doing something good and you're getting something good back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, I think those are just simple things to do. And also, um, you know, when you're when you're writing your content, I think what hel- is helpful, like, all right, it's one thing to find out what people are reading or, or wanting and look for. And it's another thing to find those key words, but then to make it like so that 3000 word process or even if it's just 2000 outline your stuff, you know, start off with an outline like, you know what the topic is, put it in bullet points and then you can expand from there. I find that to be the easiest thing. Um, you know, personally, I. I don't find myself being the greatest writer in the world. Um, and sometimes it's hard to create some content, but I found that just having this process of um, putting it in an outline, starting with an outline and then creating it from there makes it 10 times easier. And actually just, you know, you can turn it out fairly quickly. So, um, so I think there was a lot there, but uh, hopefully that, <laughs> that, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is probably one of those where, again, I was telling people I was, I've been thinking about the transcripts and, I think I have found the tool. Um, I, I just did a test yesterday. So those might, this might be really valuable for people. All right. So let's, as we wind down, what is, okay, I'm going to back up because yeah. the question is how people can work with you. But before you answer that, I want to point something out because this is, Brandon and I have both been kind of testing this, um, in our own businesses. And I think it is key for anybody listening because a lot of times when you have a business, it's like, well, I'm going to create these packages and you either fit it or you don't. Right. Yeah. And what you're doing and, and I'm doing the same way. It's, it's like with our podcasting offer with websites, even I'm like, eh, workout payment. I don't care. Whatever's the, you know, if that package doesn't work, what works for you? So I just want people to hear this because there's a few ways that people can work with you. Right. Yep. There's uh so yeah, definitely. Um, 
you know, what I always like to do is just have a conversation with somebody because what I, what I, what helps me sleep at night is knowing that either um, I can help them out or I can pass them along to the people that can help them out or point them in the right direction. Cause there's too many people out there that I'd meet that just don't either don't ask for the help or they don't know where to turn to. So it's just being able to have that. So starting off with a conversation, but it's, you know, I can help people with the SEO. Um, I do a lot of, you know, paid search for people, a lot of AdWords because a lot of people don't know AdWords anymore. And it's still a relevant um, uh, pay-per-click or, or paid search um, technique or platform. You know, Facebook is getting all the buzz and as it should because it's got a ton of traffic and a lot of data. But AdWords is still relevant. It just depends on your business. Um, and it's never good. And it's never bad to have be in more than one place too, like I said. Um, and then, um, you know, analytics, you know, like an- analyzing and helping kind of strategize things. Uh, that's, that's a great way. And then I have this cool, awesome, uh, new, uh, I guess, I, I don't know, community that I'm going to be launching. I'm not sure quite call it a community or what, but it's basically going to be, uh, a opportunity to provide, uh, all these resources. So taking all the stuff on digital marketing and that's out on the internet and giving it to people, um, in, in a way that they can dissect it and use it immediately. And, and also weave through what they need to know and what they don't need to know. Um, and then what the tools are. So it's just like being like the resource for resources basically in the digital marketing world. So I'm putting that together and I'll have more information as that comes out, but, uh, We'll, we'll have a, a special offering on that. And uh, yeah, so that that's the few ways people can work with me. Well, and, and just so everybody understands, like there's, I think when people hear SEO, they feel like they, they're afraid they need to hire. They would be like, okay, Brandon, I need your, I need your company to, you know, run my SEO and here's a year. Well, which that you can do that. But yeah. I think if the, if you're listening and you're, and you're stepping into a content strategy or, or getting, making sure you're on the right path, you know, have a conversation with Brandon, which was kind of what we did. And, and then from that point, like he'll get you started. You could do, you could work with him. I I refer to a friend recently, um, Deanna, and it was like, have someone go in and, and what are your goals? Look at all the data, pull it together, make some suggestions and then go do your thing. And then you could always do a checkup with Brandon or something. So there's a ton of options, you guys, in in terms of working with Brandon. Um, Yeah. And just to your point, though, like the other thing is like, I don't like I don't really like doing the ongoing management because I think it's really something that can be set up for people that they can do on themselves. Because if you're doing everything from an organic standpoint, um, you and I can even like give you a, a process and how to like leverage people who are lower paying hourly rates um, that you don't have to pay, you know, large fees that you can have them do these activities that will help you on an ongoing basis. So it's really because then like if I'm doing that and I'm going to charge you an arm and a leg. So, um, <laughs> well, and, and, and rightly so. It, and again, so it's one of those like get the foundation set. Yep. And I mean, like, I do the SEO for my own posts. I mean, I do all, the, you know, like we got everything going and now it's like we kind of do checkups or we're working on some link building. And so there's certain things that, that you're absolutely right. And that's where you can build a team to keep things moving, but you have to, it, you know, you have to create the foundation. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, so last question, what's on the horizon? What's happening this year? What's coming for BrandonLewin.com? Uh, well, no more kids. <laughs> 
for me personally. Um, <laughs> well, at least for this year. Um, and then, uh, well, uh, on the horizon is definitely, um, I'm going to be launching that community. I, I think I'm going to be calling it the, the sell more and working out the kinks. Um, something I suggest for people too, in the in online world, um, is doing some product research before you decide you want to create something. And so right now what I'm doing is actually talking to people, finding out what their problems are and then really seeing how I can help them solve that. And so I have this really awesome idea that I'm just getting some more validation on it. And there's going to be a lot more to come with that. And that'll basically just be a community around it, um, providing, you know, a, a great resource for other resources out there to help you grow your business. And then maybe some like, um, you know, marketing stuff in a box that people can just kind of plug and play and, and go from there. So a lot of cool things coming in 2016. I'm super excited. I have this fantastic coach that I have to give a shout out to. <laughs> I think her name is Kim Doyle, um, by the way. So uh, thank you, Kim, for all the help you are. She's like literally like the, the Miss Idea machine is what I call her. <laughs> You know, it's like whenever I'm kind of like clogged in the head about something, I go, hey, Kim, how about this? And then boom, it's like 20, like 20 other ideas. And two hours later, we got like, you know, four or five different businesses running at the same time. So it's it's awesome. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah, and, and it's it's amazing. <laughs> I'm excited for 2016 for both of us, too. Well, thank you. Yeah. And everybody listening, I did not pay him to say that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I just, I have, a, yeah, <laughs> I, I have a ball working with you, Brandon. And I just, you know, th- that's one of the things I think people need to remember. Like you have no idea where the connections and relationships are going to take you. And it's, there are so many people to connect with. It's just start reaching out, but that's a whole other conversation. Brandon, as always, thank you so much. I, I just, I adore you and I'm excited for 2016. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much, Kim. It's a pleasure. I can't wait to see how these things turn out. And uh, thank you all, too. Um, I'm going to have some free stuff for you guys. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me, connect with me on the Twitters, all that stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, let's rock out 2016. <laughs> Like, how much do you just love Brandon? <laughs> he is by far one of my most favorite people, and I'm super glad we connected. Uh, my suggestion for you would be to make sure to connect with him as soon as possible. But in the meantime, Brandon has something just for my listeners. So go to the wpchick.com forward slash Brandon L. L as in love ya. <laughs> Couldn't think of anything else. Anyways, again, guys, that's w- the wpchick.com forward slash Brandon L. As always, have a fabulous day. Thanks for listening. And if you feel inclined, I will love a review on iTunes. I will catch you next week. Thanks, all.